Thank you for tuning in to the Springs Church Podcast. Here, you'll find messages that are powerful, inspiring, but most importantly, straight from the Word of God. If you're located near Tacoa, Georgia, or in Tacoa, Georgia, we'd love to see you on Sundays at 10.30 a.m. Enjoy today's message, and remember, we love you, Tacoa. Um, if you have your Bible, let's turn it quickly to 1 Peter 2, verse 11. We'll not preach long, um, but I just we want to keep going with this heaven, heaven series. Um, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your presence. Hallelujah. Come on, raise your hand. I just feel his presence in this house. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh God, I pray for this sermon to get into our heart, oh God. Even in my heart, oh God. Lord, let me preach from my head. Let me preach from my heart today, God. I can't do it without you, God. We need you, Jesus. Amen. You know, uh, if you can see, uh, too much reverb, guys. I don't want too much reverb. Um, um, If you can see, I'm a man, I have an accent. I wasn't born here. Um, my dad's a pastor, if you guys didn't know that. Um, I'm the man I am today because of my family. Uh, I was born in uh, one of the poorest country in, in the world. In fact, it's one of the poorest country in the Western Hemisphere, if you don't know that. Um, and, you know, me being here this morning is just a miracle. If you don't know where my family's from, um, it's... If I tell you a story of where my dad's from, um, you will say this is it's impossible. It's, it's against all odds for a person like me to be in the U.S. Um, preaching to a group of people that, you know, I'm black, you can see that. <laughs> Sometimes I think I may be white. I may be white more than you, but... <laughs> but <laughs> Uh, but the reality, if you don't know my story, uh, my dad was born in Haiti, you know, grew up poor. You can't imagine the type of poverty that most Americans don't understand that. And I'm not, I'm not ashamed to share that. But God saved my parents, and you'll get where I'm coming from. My dad saved my parents, and a miracle happened. My dad got saved. You know, my dad, you know, in Haiti, and for those of you who always question, and I don't know why I'm saying that, but I feel like I just say that to somebody. My dad didn't go to school, didn't learn how to, didn't know how to read. But when he got filled with the Spirit of God and he felt the calling of God, my dad shared a story many times. He said he didn't know how to read, and he said, God, I want to read the Bible since you called me to preach. And my dad told me the story. He said he opened the Bible one day. Never went to school. And then he said he opened the Bible one day, and when he looked at it, it's like everything makes sense to him. The Holy Ghost taught him how to read. Um, um, so the ministry started. So God opened doors. The church exploded. Supernaturally blessed my family. 
Um, and then growing up, my dad used to come to the U.S. to travel to raise funds to for the ministry down there. We used to travel to Arkansas, Ohio, um, Pennsylvania, um, places that we travel all over Indiana. As a kid, I would travel with my dad. My family would travel every year. We'll go to, to the Mennonites. They will raise funds to help build churches, feeding people. My dad has built almost 11 churches. In fact, we have 14 schools right now. Kids who don't who didn't have access to read, didn't have access to go to school. God used them to, to do that. In every town that we go, we'll put a well so people can have clean water. For those of you, when you turn the water, you find clean water, you think it's, uh, you take it for granted. But for those of our third world country, a water, it's a, it's a big thing, clean water. So, but, you know, and one, you know, because I was not a U.S. citizen, and this is where I'm going to get to my sermon. So I used to, every year we have, we have to go to the U.S. embassy to get a visa to come to the U.S., and then I remember one day, the whole family got the visa to go. For some reason, the U.S. consulate, the, the, the U.S. embassy refused to give me a visa. Since they bought all the tickets that summer and I was 14, my family left. They came to the U.S. My dad paid somebody to stay with me at home. For two months, I stayed home while my whole family was in the U.S. traveling. And I was home. I missed the flight. I didn't get home. This morning, I want to talk about the terminal of life. That life is a journey. That life is not a permanent thing. I don't know if you've ever traveled. You go to the terminal when you go to the airport. I know some of you may never left Georgia. Or if you ever fly, um, I've had a couple of people like that. It's okay. <laughs> you know, um, if, you ever, if, you, if you ever take that, you go to, to Atlanta or Greenville, you realize there's a place where you go, you park your car, and you go to that terminal. And there's, when you walk in, there's many destinations to, to every place in the world you can choose the option to go to wherever you want to go Europe everything is written down they tell you what was the gate you're gonna go in this is your destination they even tell the time that you're gonna get there and I want to submit to you life is a terminal just like you go to the airport to to go to a destination this is your life this is how God compares the human life. It's a journey. It's a, it's a traveling. It's a terminal. It's not, it's not something that's permanent. If you think that your life is permanent on this earth, you have the wrong idea. This is what it says in 1 Peter 2.11. Let's put that verse there. This is what the Bible says. It says 1 Peter 2.11. He said, Beloved, I urge you as a traveler, in exile to abstain from the passion of the flesh which wages against your soul. Let's put the, the Amplify version. This is what it says so you can understand. He says, it says, 
it says, it says, dear friends, as a foreigner, as a stranger, as a resident alien and stranger in this world, he thinks the, 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 the amplifier is giving you who you are, how life is as an exile, as a temporary resident, because that's not where you're going to stay. This is not your permanent place. Just like when you go to the terminal, this is not your permanent place. Yeah, you stay there. It's, it's, it's for four hours, couple of hours. But life on earth is just for a few hours. You're in transit. It's not a permanent place. It's not my word. This is what the Bible says. And I know for some of you think this is it. This is it. But this is not it. This is just a temporary. This is a transition. This is a temporary transition. This is what the Bible says. He says, he said, you need to uh, avoid evil, things that could make you lost the sight of where you're going. Things that can make you lost sight that this place is just temporary. And that's what the Bible is telling us. There's only in, 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 that, in that journey of life, that terminal of life, that airport of life, there's only two destinations. There's no five, six, seven destination. There's only destin there's only two destinations. And those two destinations is heaven and hell. Those two, let me say this clearly. There's not four or five ways or reincarnation. I know some people believe reincarnation. Some, some people believe you turn to an animal when you die. But I, I refuse to believe that. I believe what the Bible says. The Bible says there's two destinations. It's heaven and hell. And heaven, and this morning, that's what we're talking about. We're talking about that heaven is the ultimate destination. And I know some people have their definition of heaven, and they think heaven is just in a, in a place where you just, you're just flying, there's nothing there. It's just under the, it's just, it doesn't exist. But what the Bible says that heaven is an actual location. It's not just a concept. Heaven is, is tangible. It's a physical place. Heaven is a, it's not a myth. It's a real destination. Heaven is a place that you can touch and that you can experience. Heaven is not a, a factual realm. It's not an idea. It is a real place. Heaven is, 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 is beyond this earth. It's, a, it's beyond this place. It's, 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 a, it's just like another country. Heaven is real. Heaven, the Bible described that heaven has roads. That roads made with gold. It's real. They describe it. Heaven is four square. It's like a square. It's in the Bible. Jesus spoke about heaven. He said heaven is a real place. The Bible described heaven as a city with foundation. Are you getting this this morning? Heaven is not an abstract concept that, that religious people created. Somebody came up with, 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 with say, let's create heaven. But no, the Bible spoke about heaven. Jesus spoke about heaven. Therefore, heaven is real. Amen. Jesus says, in my father's house, in John 14, verse 2, in my father's house, there are many dwelling places. If it were not so, I would not told you because I'm going to a place prepared for you. God, the Bible, give us a commandment. This is what it says in Colossians. He says to think about heaven. This is what he says. The Bible, you know, I'm going to say something here. The Bible wants us to think about heaven. The Bible wants, to talk, wants us to talk about heaven. The Bible wants us to talk about that journey. The Bible wants our, our mind to, to be focused on heaven. 
This is what it says. It says Colossians 2, 2, uh, 3 verse 1. He said, you have been raised. This is what it says. He says you have been raised with Christ. Now, take the, take the reverb, guys. Too much reverb. Take too much reverb. Now set your heart on. Now set your heart on what? It's in heaven where Christ rules at God's right side. He says, set your heart. Set your heart. Think about that. Think about heaven. Think about heaven. Think about heaven. Focus on heaven. Think about heaven. This is, your, this is where your mind's supposed to go. Think about heaven because when your thought, this, it, it says where your, where your thought is, that's where your body goes. Everything is lined up. Where, whatever you're thinking is going to lead you to that direction. And the Bible said you need to set your thought in heaven. Think about heaven. Heaven should not be something, random things you think. The Bible says you need to think about it. It's, and the Bible says it's a commandment. I read this last night. He says, C.S. Lewis says this. He said, if you read history, you will find that Christian who did most of the present world where, just, where, just, where, where those one who thought most about the next. That's, that, is, that is such a powerful statement. And I was thinking about that. Christian who thinks about heaven do more than people who don't think about heaven. Could it be the reason the church has lost its passion for the lost? Could it be it's because we don't talk about heaven anymore? We're just talking about earth, things we can have, things we can do. Could it be the reason that we don't give more as we can? It's because we're thinking about accumulating riches on this earth because we're not thinking about heaven. The people that go preach the gospel, they go to Africa, they come to my country because they know, they know there's a reality of hell and earth. The reason my father was saved because missionary came to the country, they said, we have to share the gospel to them because they see something beyond where they were living. They saw something that even life was uncomfortable, go to the, to the jungle, to the country to preach the gospel to a bunch of us who are not even found, we're not, we don't even look like them. But they make themselves like us. They talk like us so they can share the love of Jesus. It's because they saw something greater than where they were living in. They could just stay home, but they saw heaven. They know there's a world beyond the world they were living in. I read that story. It's, it talks about um, Florence Shadwick. I don't have the picture. I don't know if you read that story. Um, Florence Shadwick was she was a, she was a great swimmer. She 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 swam from 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 California to an island. She did it many times back and forth. And one of the last thing she she was trying to do, she was trying to swim from California to an island. And um, his story said that she 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 started swimming. She she swam for 15 hours. For 15 hours, she, she swam there. She almost got there. And, 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 and it was in early in the morning. The fog came down. She was exhausted. She was only 1.5 miles away to reach that shore. It was, she was going to break a record. And her mom on the boat said, don't give up. Don't give up, honey. You're almost there. And she said there were, there were fogs and she could not see the, the island. She was, she drove, she, she swam for 15 hours, 15 hours she swam there, she almost got there to that shore, and, 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 and she said the, the, the weather changed, she lost sight, 
she, she called it off. She pulled me out the boat. Her mom said, babe, you can't do it. Babe, you can't do it. You can't get there to that shore. She said, I got exhausted. I could not see. And they pulled her off the boat. And, and after a while, the fog came out. And she realized she was only 1.5 miles away from that shore. And she said, oh, this is what he says. This is what he says. says. All I could see was the fog. And she said, this is what her coach, she said, I think if I could have seen the chore, I would have made it. I think if I could see that chore, I would have made it. The Bible says, the scripture, he says in John 3, verse 3, he said, everyone who has this hope fix, everyone, this is what he said, John 3, 3, 3. He said, Every, and everyone who has this hope fix on him, purify himself just as he's pure. And I believe when you when you see heaven, and that's what we're trying to tell you this morning. That's what I'm trying to tell you this morning. Some of you fog of life, things of, of blame. Life is, is hitting you down. You lost the sight of heaven. You lost, you know, life is beating you down. Just like this lady, the fog came and, and she can't see. She was going through, she was going through pain, and she lost the sight of the prize. She lost the sight of the prize because of the circumstances, things that was in her life. She could not control it. There's a lot of things in her life we cannot control, just like those fogs. And she was 1.5 mile away from that prize. And because she could not see, she lost the sight of that prize. She, she lost. She lost it. And I wonder why. I, I wonder sometimes maybe we have lost the sight of heaven. We, it's the fogs of life, sin, stop us. We, we, we get stuck where we are. We can't, we, can't, we can't think straight because things, because life is hard. Things are not that easy. Oh, am I the only one? I mean, you guys live on a different planet. There are sin, there are things in our life, like just like the fog came in her life and, and came and she lost the sight. She lost the sight of that prize. And I'm going to tell you this morning, don't lose sight of heaven this morning. Don't lose the sight of heaven this morning. And that's why I came here to tell you this morning. And the, and the story said, her mom was saying, babe, you can do it if you swim, 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 swim. You can do it. You're 1.5 miles away. It stayed. I know it's hard to swim. And I believe those is telling us this morning, church, don't give up on your faith. Don't give up on your faith. Heaven, give you all this morning. If you're discouraged, give you all this morning. Run to that victory. If you feel like you're about to lose, you're about to lose your faith. Run, run, don't stop. If you feel like you don't want to pray anymore, remember the remember heaven. Remember heaven. This is why we pray like that. Oh, this let me tell you, chase heaven. Don't get be distracted by the fogs of life. Chase heaven this morning. Finish strong. Finish strong. Don't give up on your faith. Don't give up on your reading your word. Finish strong this morning. Oh, run for joy. I know there's pain because she was in pain. She was in pain. The, the story said she was in pain. Run. I know it's painful. Christianity is not easy. If somebody tell you living right is easy, they're lying to you. We're not selling that you said it's easy to be a Christian. It's not easy. It's not easy to forgive. Let's be honest. It's not easy to live holy in this life. With social media junk. I, 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 had to, I had to delete my Facebook this week. I still keep it up for the church. But I said, this is too much trash. It's not easy to live holy in this life. Is it easy? It's not easy to stay married. Because the culture said, you, you, yeah, you don't like it, walk away. It's not easy. It's not easy to live pure. It's not, live, it's not easy to serve God because it's painful. But we don't want to lose sight of heaven this morning. 
We don't want to lose sight of heaven this morning. I don't want to lose sight of heaven this morning. And I want to tell you this morning, do not lose sight of heaven this morning. Persevere, persevere, persevere. Heaven's promise, don't hesitate. Stay focused. Fight the battle. Fight, 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 fight. When you don't feel like it, you fight, you fight, you fight. You don't lose sight of heaven. Somebody say amen this morning. Could it be the two is in the church and America are so caught up with entertainment? They're trying to please, they're trying to please people, give them whatever they want to. It's because we love sight of heaven. We love sight of eternity. We all love sight that they think this is temporary. And God is calling us back to that message of your heavenly mindset. Don't listen to that foolishness that you, 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 you heavenly minded, you know earthly good. No, if you're heavenly minded, you are going to be heavenly good. That's a life in hell. On that terminal, you know, there's only two, there's only two options. There's only two places to go. But the airplanes that take us there the airplanes that take you to that place whether eternal judgment whether hell or heaven because all of us going to go either in one of those places the, the, the airplane that takes you that, to that destination is called death I know we don't like to talk about death I know some of you think you'll be alive for eternity but the Bible doesn't tell you that all of us will experience death all of us will experience death. Let me say this. The Bible says in Hebrew 9.27, just as people are destined to die once, all of us have that appointment to die. I had a little sister that passed away before I was born. She was only three months. I have a brother that passed away. She, he was 60. I have another sister that passed away. She was 50. My mother passed away. She's not here. All of us, my uncle, my uncle died. I was close to him. Some of you never thought about death, but death is a reality. That's the airplane we have to take to that destination. If the watcher hasn't take, it doesn't take place next six months, next three weeks, or tomorrow, or this afternoon, or the next few minutes, or the next few seconds. All of us will face death. They said three people die every second. Hundred eighty die every minute. Eleven thousand people die in an hour. Two hundred fifty thousand people die every day. They took that airplane, whether to go to heaven or hell. And that's what David said. Show me, Lord, my life. He said, Show me, O Lord, my life. And help me to, to number my days. You see, life is so easy, just like a breath, just like I just. This is how you can lose your life. Do you get in this this morning? 
You can't escape death. That's an appointment that all of us kids, just like my little sister, three months old, died. Just like you can't, 15 year old, 14 year old, three year old, six years old. We, you, you, don't, you don't have control over what, what can happen to you. The next five minutes here, before you leave here, you don't know what could happen to you. You don't know guaranteed that tomorrow morning you'll be wake up. Kids or no kids, my child, whoever you are, whatever, kids or no kids, me, whatever, whoever it is, you don't have no guarantee. We don't want to think about that. But God doesn't guarantee us tomorrow that you'll still be alive. Amen. Who can escape death? Nobody. Nobody. That airplane is you're gonna get and you're gonna you're gonna get them on that airplane. And the thing is, when she just like just like here. When you get on that airplane, when you fly, when you, when you fly, you can't change your destination while you're in the sky. Right. You just miss this. If you take the flight, you can't walk to the pilot and say to the pilot, I changed my mind. Can you turn around and bring me back to Atlanta? Once you get into that airplane, it's a one-way ticket to wherever you're going. And I know some denomination says the priest can pray you out. And I know some denomination, if you pray to so-and-so, she can pray you out. I know they say there's purgatory, but that's not in the Bible. I know some people think after death you're going to come like an animal, as a pig, as a dog, as a frog, but it's not in the Bible. The Bible says once you die, that's it. You're getting this this morning. And what can get you to heaven? Wealth cannot get you to heaven. No, your social status cannot get you to heaven. Your color, your race cannot get you to heaven. Just because you go to church, you give your tithe, you give your offering, cannot take you to church. Good deeds, even though if you give money to the poor, you help, you help poor people, you have a good heart. I'm a good person. I don't kill people, Pastor. I don't do anything bad because a lot of people, you know, they say, you ask, they say 90% of Americans believe they're going to go to heaven just because they're American. And if you're from Texas, it's 99%. Yeah, if you're from Texas... <laughs> They think you're going to heaven straightforward. Religious affiliation, if you go to the Baptist church, to that Methodist church, to that Episcopalian church, is not going to get you to heaven. Simply belonging to a group of people is not going to take you to heaven. Church membership cannot save you. Church membership cannot take you to heaven. Just because you belong to a church membership doesn't mean you're going to go to heaven. Just because you don't steal doesn't mean you're going to go to heaven. Just because you don't kill somebody doesn't mean you're going to go to heaven. Just because you give everything. The Bible says if you give everything that you have, you give everything that you have, you give everything that you have, it will still not take you to heaven. I don't care if you have a PhD, you have, you have all the degrees behind your name, that's not going to get you to heaven. I don't care if you give everything that you have, you don't do anything bad, you, leave, you, you try to live right, that's, that's not going to take you to heaven. There's only one thing, there's only one person, there's only one name, there's only one person that can take you to heaven. There's only price, because there's nothing you can give to go to heaven. There's only one person, there's only person that you can't go America. It doesn't matter how much money you get. It doesn't how much how much good you think you're living right. There's only one thing that can take you to heaven. It's the blood of Jesus. It's the blood of Jesus. It's the blood of Jesus this morning. Oh, somebody say amen.
The blood is the only access to heaven. Your money cannot take you to heaven. Your church membership cannot take you to heaven. Your color cannot take you to heaven. The only thing, when you walk to that port pearly gate, they're going to ask you, what color are you? They're not going to ask you white. They're not asking if you're green. They're not going to ask, let me see your pocket. Let me see your back statement. Let me see your relation. When you get to that pearly gate, the angel's going to look. He's going to check. He's going to check. He say, uh, and it's because some of us say, oh, I'm, so, I'm from that family. I'm from so-and-so. I got that background. But in heaven, there's only one thing. Let's put that verse. Let's put that verse. Let's put that verse. We got to say, this is why it's Revelation 7, 7, 14. John said, who are those people who are in heaven? And this is what he said. Sir, those people have come out the great hardship and they have washed. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. They have washed their robes. Oh, hallelujah. I'm talking about the blood of Jesus this morning. Oh, they have washed their robes. They have washed themselves in the blood of the Lamb. Oh, this morning I have a question for you. Have you been washed by the blood of the Lamb? Have you been washed by the blood of the Lamb? Have you been washed by the blood of the Lamb? Because that's the only access to heaven. Oh, somebody say amen. Oh, somebody say amen. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, for your blood this morning. Oh, come on, take, come on, raise your hand. Thank him for his blood this morning. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Come on, take him for his blood. I, I feel something in my spirit this morning. Hallelujah. Oh, yes. Thank you for the blood. Thank you for the blood. Come on, take him for the blood this morning. Get up on your feet. Take him for the blood. Come on. Come on, take him for the blood this morning. Oh, not your righteousness. Not what you have done. Oh, not what you offer. Oh, yes. Your color is not going to get you there. Your money is not going to get you there. The only thing that's going to get you there, oh my God, the only thing that can get you there is the blood of Jesus. Do that song. Oh, Chris Sumlin, that blood song. Let's do it. Come on. I, I'm going to take a post break right here. I got to take a post break. I call it praise break right now. Sometimes you got to, because we're in that terminal. Oh, I'm not afraid of that trip. Oh, you think I'm afraid of that trip? You think I'm afraid of death? My wife may be sad. My kids may be sad. And some of you here may be sad for me. But I'm not afraid to go to heaven. I'm not afraid to go to heaven. Oh, are you afraid to go to heaven? I'm not no fear to go to heaven. Because I name, my name, my name. I said my name. My name is written in the book of life. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Sing that song. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes, that's all. Oh, yes. At the cross, at the cross, I surrender my life. I'm in awe of you. I'm in awe of you. Where your love oh. ran red and my sin washed white. I owe to you. I owe oh, yes. Surrender my 
sit down, let's sit down, let's sit down. Let's sit down. Come on, we're not finished yet. That was a pause break because we're in the terminal. You know, sometime in the terminal, you know, I was trying with Jerry and Father a couple weeks, couple months ago. Before we took the flight, we they said we gotta get some coffee. You know, Jerry loves to eat. He's checking all the rest of it in the lobby in the terminal. And that's what we're doing. We just we're swinging by. If we're trying to remind ourselves the sacrifice because we know the trip is about to take place. So let's just swing by. Let's take, let's worship. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, yes. You, you know where you're at this morning? It's a room in the lobby. You didn't know that? It's a room in the terminal. We're waiting for that trip because we know the price has been paid. We're talking because in the lobby we talk, we chat. You know, we worship because we know one day the help is going to come. You know, but the reason, you know, and we were playing at the cross. And the reason I want to go to heaven, because the, the reason you have access to heaven is because you have a revelation of who Jesus is and what he has done. The reason some of you, heaven, there's no access for your heaven because you have a different view of Jesus. You know, the world sees Jesus as a moral teacher. He was a moral teacher. Some of the world see it. He was a revolutionary guy. You know, Rome saw him as an insurrectionist. He was a guy that was causing trouble. You know, the Pharisees saw this guy as a false prophet. You know, in the, the Pharisees saw this guy as a false prophet. He's causing trouble. You know, you know, the, the historical said they believe. You know, CNN said, yes, he does. He did exist, but he's not God. He's a different person. He was a good man. In fact, he probably had some kind of, yes, he did miracle because we believe people, can, people can do that. But we don't believe that he's the son of God. We don't believe that. Oh, a lot of people say, okay, you believe in Jesus, but we, we, believe, in, we, we believe in Buddha. We believe in Confucius. We believe in other God. Jesus just like the other God. There's no difference between Jesus. And some of you have accept that view of Jesus. Yeah, Jesus is not God. Jesus, Jesus is just another God just like any other God. I don't need to worship him. I don't need to. To give my life to Jesus. But I want to tell you this morning, if you don't know that, let me introduce you to Jesus. America, let me introduce you to Jesus. Spring Church, let, let me introduce you to Jesus. Because some of us forgot the reason that, you know, the, the, the main reason I want to go to heaven, yes, I want to see my mother. Yes, I want to see my father. But the main reason I want to see, I want to go to heaven. I want to see my Savior. I want to see the King of Kings. Oh, I want to see the Lion, the tribe of Judah. I want to see the bright and the morning star. I want to see the first of 10,000. I want to see the living word. Oh, I want to see the living word. I want to see the living bread, the living water. Oh, the rock, my savior this morning. Oh, I want to see the chief cornerstone this morning. I want to see the alpha and the omega. Oh, there's no end. There's no beginning. Oh, I want to see Emmanuel, God with us. God and us and God will be forever with us. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, I want to see heaven. Oh, I want to see my oh, and the one reason I want to see him, the Bible says, oh, I love this. Oh, I love this and I feel something in my spirit. Oh, I love this and I get excited and I can see it in my spirit. Oh, one of the reasons I want to see him and the reason I'll be able to go to heaven, the Bible says that Jesus
and heaven, he didn't change the scars in his hand. He still holds the scars in his hand. The nail is still in his hand, which is a reminder when I see him, I see this is my Savior. The reason I'm here, the reason I can step in the glory, the reason I can be in heaven forever is because he has paid the price for me. Oh, oh, when I doubt myself, when I doubt, he said, I'll pay the price for you. You don't have to doubt that if you're going to heaven, if you have accepted this morning, if you have given your heart to Jesus, let me to heaven is guaranteed for you because he has paid the price for you this morning. Oh, hallelujah. Come on, raise your hand this morning. Hallelujah. You can, you can get up on your feet this morning. Oh, the nail. He's still carrying the nails that he's in the piecing hand. The scars are still there. Because when you show up to heaven, because nobody has scars. Remember that heaven is perfect. We didn't know that. Heaven will be perfect. The lamb will walk. The blind will see. And I'm pretty sure all my gray is going to be gone too. And I will have an eight box. Because heaven is perfect. There's no deformity. The handicapped will walk. The blind will see. There'll be no cancer in heaven. Because heaven is perfection. The only thing, you just missed that. The only thing that will have scars on its body. The only thing that will not be perfect in heaven. Because he has scars. Because he wants to get the scars. Because everything, oh my gosh. It's the scars in heaven this morning. And I want to tell the devil this morning. And I want to tell every demon in hell that you can do whatever you can do. But he has me in his head. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, he has me in his head this morning. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. He has me in his head. Hallelujah, the scars in his head. He's holding you down. He's holding you. Then he can try to pull you out, but he got you. Then he tried to pull you out, but he got you. Then he tried to pull you out, he got you. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. The scars in his head. The scars in his head. You know, I told you I used to travel. I love the Mennonites. They can cook the Amish. In fact, I got in trouble one summer so bad I was disrespectful to my dad. He said, I'm going to make you pay. I was watching MTV. You want to be a gangster? That's it. Okay. VH1. And then one, one summer, my dad said, okay, we're going to send you to that place, to the army space. There's no TV there. There's no electricity there. You're going to spend three months on the phone making cow. I was the only black guy in that. <laughs> For three months, I never said white person in Ohio. I kid you not. Ohio Sugar Creek, the, the world's largest basket. You can Google it. There's no black people there. But as a, as a pastor's kid, they let me stay there. I work in the farm. But they, those people, they love to eat. Oh, man, they love to eat. You see, the idea we have downstairs, people eating fellowship, that's where I got it from. When I went to their church, they used to, every Sunday, they have a meal, and they pull the table, and I love that part, you know. But, you know, after you eat all the time, 
they'll come take the plates where often we don't eat dessert you eat dessert after you eat after a couple of hours you don't eat dessert after food but those people they believe in the dessert and I will give everything I'll take everything and give it to them while they clean up the table but usually the old lady will put her hand on my shoulder she'll say keep your spoon keep your spoon keep your spoon the best is yet to come the best is yet to come heaven is the best come on raise your hand right now